Hey guys, this is Mark Owings, and I'm your host for the Unbridled Life Podcast, where we have real, raw, and unreligious conversation to encourage and challenge men and women in their daily lives. Well, welcome to the Unbridled Life Podcast. You're going to hear me say this over and over. I'm super, super excited about just being on this podcast and being excited to be in with this young lady. I'm going to call her young Thank you. girl. Speak it. Shauna yes. Wortham, disco ball. We need music. <laughs> we're, we're, we are not very passionate people, are we, Mark? <laughs> but you know what we, we need do? more. We need a kind of intro song. You remember when Megan did that thing yes. for Fully Connected? A walk-up song. A walk-up song. What would be your... Whoa, oh, the pressure. Born to be wild. You're going to have to come back to me. The pressure. All of a sudden, like, I'm like, I'm what would it be? I don't know. Okay, I'll so come back I've got you. a question. When we're So we're going to be kicking off. We're, we're in part two. Part one was vision. Part two is passion. Yes. Part three is discipline. And then part four is risk. Pa- vision, passion, discipline, risk. This is all under that vision and dream, goals, things that we talk about, but now that you got me on it, I'm like, okay, what's your theme song? Yes. What's the thing that makes you, because we're talking Give about. Give me my dang theme music, as passion. Deion Sanders would yeah. say. Yeah, I, I want you to be playing in the background right now, Born to be Wild. Yes. Because I just, I, that I listen to that, and I think. I know what wild. mine would be. What is it? Wait, okay, not Born to be Wild. It's oh. Ghetto Superstar. Ghetto. Ghetto Superstar. I don't know what that is. That is what you are. Oh. It is me. A little bit holy, a little bit ghetto. There's a, there's, yeah. Okay, we digress. Born to be wild, ghetto. Su- Did I say I grew up in Bryan? Yes. Yes. B-Town. But I think if we're talking about passion, yes. what are the things that... Get you going. Well, I, I'm telling you, I'm going to go from one extreme to another. Yeah. You know another song that just gets me passionate? What? The old hymn, This Is My Story. Oh, I love it. Yes. Worshiping my Savior all all the the day day long. long. I I mean, it just gets me like I'm going to win 50 people today. Do you have a moment where you encountered the Lord with that song? Oh, yeah. Amazing Grace. Just every time you want to make me cry and you're a worship leader, my friends that are worship leaders just kind of look over at me and just go, watch this. And they start playing you know, amazing grace, because I'm just like, God, I was a dope head and an idiot. <laughs> oh, you wreck. remember. I remember That's the dead so man. Good. Oh, come on. I remember the dead man. I don't want him climbing out of the grave. I love that. Okay, the song that popped in for me, there's a song, When I Think About the Lord, How He Made Me, How He Saved Me, How He Filled Me. Okay, Who but the funny that? thing is... You know what? Off the top of my head, I don't remember, but Pastor Jasmine at Mercy Culture did an insane, I mean, they did a great, but my point is I had an encounter with the Lord. Mm. And when we do think about so much worship is like thinking back about what he's done and what he's carried us through. But y'all, I don't care what you think. I don't care if you think I'm crazy. I saw the Lord come in on that song when we were worshiping on a Sunday. And when I was in uh, at prom, Bryan High School, 1993, a lot of the guys would wear white suits, come tails. On. Come on, I remember, split tails. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, cane and a top hat. I mean. Uh, we didn't have the money for the cane. Well, the then hat. you shouldn't come up to my prom, <laughs> okay? Y'all, this is our God, okay? He 
in that song, I'm encountering the Lord and I see the Lord walk in with a cane and a top hat and a white suit. And I was like, <laughs> you, I, he is the most fun, the most glorious, and he has got the most swag. There ain't no. There's no comparison. Yeah, I'm not going to start talking ghetto so that we can get the swag. Jesus has got swag. He And here's the thing. If you are lacking passion today, just tap into the one who started the whole thing and will finish the whole thing. I can't believe I can't believe that's where he took us all of a sudden, but I like I like fun. it. So hey, here's the homework <laughs> that I have beside I got one homework for you. We need your help. We need you to go to YouTube, subscribe. Come on. Spotify, Apple, like things. Yeah. Rate. Uh, push the red good, button. Yeah, push the red button. As yes. Shauna said, push the push red, here. Red, subscribe. Red. That's yes. right. So we want to pass this on and we want this to grow because visions grow. And I'm chasing my dream and I'm getting the passion to get there. But your other homework is this. I want you after this podcast to find your song that I is love your walk-up song. And play it. And tag it. Can't they tag that sure, and let us know? Uh, yes, do yeah, that. That would be so follow fun. follow us on social media. You know, people aren't going to know what's happening when all these songs, I want to be a cowboy, oh. baby. And it's, I, I'm going to be getting calls from pastors, but that's okay. It's been my whole life. Hey, music has got a lot of power to it. Yeah, and so let's talk a little bit about that because I, I do think about we want to point our passion in the right direction. Uh, and it's yes. funny when I try to go back and listen to some 80s song, yeah. it points my passion in a wrong direction. Yeah, because you've had encounters with that, too. Oh, 100%. Yeah, that's uh, a great point, Mark. 100%. So, you know, I, I remember, I think I slept with Jezebel back then. Um, but I also, it can get me in a mode that I, I want to fight. Yeah. And I'm just, bent. my name Mark means warrior. Gregory means watchful one. Mighty warrior watching. Sometimes I can get pulled into a fight that's not the fight that God's called me into, and I definitely don't fight with the weapons that God gave me called love and peace. Mm -hmm. I go back to the passion out of my flesh. So, yes. so I want to be careful that when we get into that, and I, I think we've maybe over-religified Listen, I, I don't listen to a lot of Christian music. I listen to worship music. I listen to country music and I listen to 80s rock. Why? Because 80s rock is the best rock and it's not. Dum, dum, dum. I, it's not me. You know, I want a guitar lick. I want some rock and roll. So if you're with me on that 80s rule and I know I'm old. So let me give you I'm just going to read this to you. We pulled it up, got to talking about passion. Oh, Webster, the dictionary. I love it. So we're going to put him on the stand today. And number one was passion was defined this way. Strong and barely controllable emotions. It's almost like it overtakes you. We've all felt it. And so let's think about the passionate. I know that there's there's two sides to each one of these, right? The the passion side that takes you and you it it's not barely controllable. You don't control it. Yeah. And I've unfortunately lived in passion a lot of my life being uncontrollable yeah and have to repent a lot and tell people i am sorry we forgive me but this is saying that passion so shauna what is I'll, I'll kind of tip this what kind of feeling do you have when injustice happens to somebody who can't defend themselves Ooh, oh gosh 
I Mark, know you. that's really good. Well, a lot was going on in my head just when you were setting all that up. And I want to I want to start with this. Okay. Because you said we have all experienced the passion. Some of us are more demonstrative meaning outward than, than others. And I think that's beautiful. Um, Kyle and Leslie that's are very exactly what, <laughs> We are the peaceful one. I am the pillar. I am the stable one, <laughs> right? Not Kyle Wortham is my pillar and Come he, on. and he is, he is just this rock. But when my man does worship and he is demonstrative, it is beautiful. It's kind of sexy for you. Oh my gosh. You that that, that's marriage advice right there. But Here's what I'm thinking of. You know, we're, we're down here. We're in the South. We're in Texas. And football, if it's not your passion, you ain't from around here. Okay. So, but <laughs> my point is we go, I, I'm an avid college football fan. And when I am in a stadium of 100,000 people and I see them throw their hands up and roar for six points, here's where my injustice is. Why? Are you not doing that tomorrow for the King of Kings when you're corporate worshiping the Lord? So that, that isn't exactly. It right is. There. I'm like, I don't understand. And I, and I don't, I don't care what your personality is. I, I don't, none of that. If you claim to be a Christ follower, he is worthy of your passion and your demonstrative passion um so anyway that's kind of where i took it i want to grab this because yeah a buddy of mine greg clark is there the day i got saved and just a good solid he he's a pillar in my life just a fireman good man in real estate just but i remember greg he taught me so much he taught me about giving being generous yeah he taught me about worship because one time i was just like i got saved in the assembly of god and they they i could have said and I might have said they're kind of whack. I mean, like they were fully kinda charismatic. Wild. Yeah. Yeah. And one time he said, Hey, Mark, you, you talk a lot about, you know, the music that you like. And I'd make them listen. And they were all like, You can go to hell. <laughs> I was like, No, listen to Van Halen jump, jump, jump. <laughs> you know, and I was trying to tell him. And he said, Here's the deal. When you go to a concert, what do you do? And I said, There's no rules. You just, you get to be you. You yeah. just get to have fun. He said, but don't y'all take lighters and lift them up? I said, oh, yeah. If you had never been to a concert and done that, it's awesome. He said, so you put your hands in the air. Interesting. For Van Halen or ACDC. And I was like, yeah. And he said, but I notice when we start worshiping Jesus, your hand in the air and you don't have a lighter in it. Wow. I was like, and Greg is really sweet. But when he pops you, it's like my head did the <laughs> took 20 minutes to come back. Like, ah, I'm bleeding. Did you leave a mark? He was talking about, hey, there is a passion component yeah. in worship. Come on. But I want to, so I, there's a couple of things on that. You can be just as passionate kneeling down or sitting. That's right. Sitting. The posture as of when your you're heart. Just exactly. Dancing. Doesn't matter. So we don't define it, but only you and the Lord can define. I think the question is when we start talking about vision and passion, yeah. we're talking about, hey, what is the fuel that's going to get us going? Good word. So, this says barely uncontrollable. Yeah. It, it fills you up. You There's an excitement to go accomplish the thing that you have in your life. Yeah. The second definition, and we'll bounce in between these. I was blown away. Second definition. From Webster. From Webster. Yeah. If they're still, oh, I'm sorry. It's Oxford language. <laughs> uh, sorry, I don't want to misquote this. Second, for the first time, the world puts this in there. 
the suffering and death of Jesus, the meditation on the passion of Christ. If you haven't seen that movie, which I've seen over a hundred times because it's part of something that we do in the ministry. When you see the passion that Christ had to fulfill, he went to the cross and it said, for the joy Joy. set before him, he endured the cross. Mm. Y'all, that's a passion that I, I'm not sure I understand, but it does excite me to think, wow, wow, so passionate that, so we we quote this scripture too. Yeah. We'll overcome by the word of our testimony. Yep. The blood Blood of our lamb. Yeah. And we stop right there. Oh, no, that's not what it says. It says we will overcome by the blood of the lamb, the word of our testimony, and not loving our lives to death. Yep. So having a passion, realizing that this isn't our home. Yeah. We're aliens waiting for our renewed body with Christ. So when we get a vision or a dream, I love what you said that Habakkuk 2, just write it down. Write it down. We got to write it down. We got to get steps So we can run with it. And though it may tarry, it may take a minute, it's going to come to pass. Just wait. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah. So don't give up. Yeah. But Shauna... How, what is the passion? There's a couple of components we're talking about in passion, and you can grab it. I'm going to throw them both out there. Fuel, removing, or the passion of Christ, the part of the suffering. Mm. What comes to your mind when you hear that? The fuel. Well, okay, quickly, I there is, we could go off on a lot of the fuel that we need to sustain. Because we, we joke around, we are really passionate people. But I'm going to tell you guys, you can't live at 10 all the time. No. You'll blow out your adrenals. I've done that personally. And yeah. the Lord has shown me, because I was addicted to the adrenaline. So talk about that for a minute. What did that look like for you? Well, I was so addicted to the high of whatever mm. it is, like the dream or I want it to feel good or to have fun. I mean, I'm a seven on the Enneagram. I don't, you know, whatever you think about that. It, I like what, it. But it did make sense to me of like why I was chasing this feeling. Okay. Well, your adrenals, and we we don't even get off on that, the health of all that. But when you're just constantly living in your cortisol, it's like the fight or flight. We aren't meant to live. We are meant to live in a state of peace, of shalom, where where that's what is sustainable. And so fuel for me, and I have to Hold tell. On, can I jump in here? Yes, please. So you just said something. Peace is supposed to be the power uh, of our passion. That's our plumb line. Woo. That yes. is our plumb line. What made me think, uh, hey, me, because I'm the same way. I, I would go, 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 yes. go, go. And Shauna, it's Just almost, to feel. And so all for my mental health people out there, which I have a deep passion for. Yeah. Uh, why? Because I've gone through anxiety, so have depression. I. But one of the things about a manic depressant or a uh, bipolar is they don't want to come down. Yeah. And we're all a little manic sometimes, and we're all a little bipolar, and I want to strip that bad label off of everyone because I just go, that's the world's deal. Yep. But when we don't get in the rhythm of Christ and his grace, the unforced rhythms, we start running in this rhythm that keeps us here, and it actually wears us out. This adrenaline. Even even on Sunday, my pastor spoke on, we we will, you know, the Ten Commandments, he said, honor the Sabbath Mm. and keep it holy. And that's the one that we're like, scoff at you. You know, like I'm, we, we, we make ourselves heroes that we're working seven days a week. I think that the, I think the tide is turning just a little bit on that, but 
rest mm. operating from a place of rest is much more like you know we we operate from victory not oh for gosh. victory you know what i mean gosh. so anyway when i'm learning all this and unfortunately the lord we talked about this before we hit record you know if i had seen when i saw the vision of you know preaching on the platform girl sure. girl preacher if you had told me well yeah but you're going to go through major three major surgeries mm. you're going to lose an organ I, I had to lose my thyroid i mean all of this i didn't know that that was part of the cost that's that's part of the cost and journey but we we we, we don't count the cost sometimes. we don't count the cost we're like no but that's going to be but there is a price there's a price to pay. And here's the thing. When I was going through all of this and, and the Lord is so sweet and, and keeping me on because he's going to fulfill. He said in his word, he fulfills what he starts. So I started following uh, Terry Savelle Foy and she's a local DF. DFW girl, but she has got so many good resources and you can go check her out. But I ordered her little dream journal. And I so like it. yes, back to your fuel. Fuel yeah, yeah. is taking care of the temple mm. because I got to keep the girl set before me that God says I am. He never changed the vision from the day I was born, from the day he imagined me, he knew who he has called me to be, but he wants me to be strong right? And he wants me to be whole spirit, soul, body. And mm. so, so anyway, there's so many practical steps on maintaining that passion. And this is, this is just, you know, a little journal that I keep that she made it very simple of what am I doing daily? Am I drinking water? Like it's, there's such practical steps. Ah, yeah. Am I working out? Am I memorizing the word? But here's another thing that I want to be very vulnerable with the listeners. There are things in your life that they cannot go with you to fulfill the dream and the destiny. Mm. My vision board, and it's so important that you put together a vision board. You write it down, but you get images, you get pictures. Like it of where no. you're headed and what you want to do. And I've told you before, there are women preachers in their white suits. caftan suits on my vision board. And in, in this recent season of my life and my healing journey, I picked up alcohol and I never thought I would struggle with alcohol. And if you're saying something, I'll never know. You better mm. watch your words. I but in, in the healing process, I picked up alcohol and I, and I knew, I know the scripture actually, I mean, wine is in the word sure. and it's, it can be medicinal, but he says, don't get drunk on wine. Right. So I knew my limits and my parameters and blah, blah, blah. But the bottom line is I'm so black and white myself. I was struggling even drinking one margarita or whatever. Anyway, that's a whole other journey where actually the Lord was using the alcohol to get religion off of me more, more than even so an there, addiction. There was a positive side. And then oh, you started had an inappropriate relationship with you alcohol. You better believe it. We got you that from You better believe it. But let me tell you the first thing that I encourage you, if there's any little secrets in anything that you know, it's just tugging at your heart. Go tell your mentor. I, first thing I did was I told Mark and Leslie as I came on, I said, listen, here's the deal. You need to know this. I'm just in this. I'm just, I need you to ask me every once in a while, how am I doing with, with drinking? The Lord had not said, do not drink. He never said that, but I knew it was just taking this space. 
the bottom line as I look on my dream board and I see those women preachers and I know where I'm headed, that girl isn't drinking tequila. <laughs> she isn't. She isn't. She, her life it. is so full, Mark. Her life is so, she is so drunk on the Lord and, and seeing good, captives set free and doing the things. That is so not a part of her life. So what is in your life right now that is holding you back, that hinders you. We talked about the verse um, where Paul talks about in Hebrews. Let me read it for you. I got you pulled yes, up. Yes, pull it up because not only do are there good things you need to fuel the passion in your life, there are things you have got to get rid of so that you can win your race. I love this. I'm going to read it in two versions. Do it. Uh, NIV, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witness, cheering us on, let us throw off everything that hinders us and the sin that so easily entangles us by tequila yes. and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. L listen to the New Living Translation. Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to, to this life of faith, Come on. Let us strip off yeah. every weight that slows us down, especially that sin that so easily trips us up. Let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. We're talking about visions. We're talking about passions. So one of the things that you might need to do is stop, drop, and roll and yeah. look at the things that are entangling you because sometimes in order to move from point A to B, we've got to look at what we're supposed to leave at point A. It's good. And, you know, I, I don't know why I pictured this, the vision I get in my mind, we're talking about visions, yes. passion, discipline, the vision I get in my mind is you sitting uh, with Kyle yeah. and you're on this beach and he's coaching you and he's cheering you on. Yeah. But you've got all these weights in your hand and Kyle's saying, sweetheart, you can't swim across that canal with that. We got to get rid of this. We get rid of that. Kyle, I, this is my favorite outfit. No, baby, you're going into your birthday seat. And yes, it's only me watching. Come you. on. You're going to swim across and you're going to kill this, but you can't carry these weights. They'll drown you. Sometimes I heard a preacher one time. It was Tommy, a guy, a buddy of mine. He preached in the largest church in Washington. He was a kid and I was a kid. They gave me the chance. I, fr I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> and he preached. Finding the thing that set out to destroy you. This is so good. Yeah. I, I'm telling you, when I heard it, I never forgot it. You need to be looking for the thing that yeah. set out to destroy you that wants to block yes. your vision, your passion, your discipline, and your risk. And once we find out, we become violent towards those things. Come on. And not, hey, just we're going to pray Pet about it. it. Yeah. Play with it. I think that we can all nurse things in our life, make excuses yes. of why we have them, why we need them. The church needs to grow up, and I put me in there. I can't believe how hard this is. I have to walk and talk through it, but I get offended. I get hurt, but it's a passion killer. We need to talk, yeah. so we, we need fuel. That's good. We need to remove some things, but a passion killer, I think about... Joshua, do not let the book of the laws depart from your mouth, but meditate on it day and night right. so that you may be faithful to do all that's written. Then you will be prosperous, prosperous. and successful yes. in your vision, in your passion, in yes. your discipline, in your risk. Next one, it says, do not be afraid. Let me tell you a passion killer, fear. Fear is a killer. It will rob your capacity and will drain your batteries in so a way. Fast. 
So the question I have is, what is the one that comes after you a lot? Mm. What is the killer? What's one of the killers that kills your passion? Quickly, fear is a big one for me in comparison. Comparison, and um, I'm I'm going real. We're in January right now, and I'm going real inward in the sense of I felt the Lord say, hey, I just need you to drown. I need you to put on blinders and ear muffs and don't listen to any of the world. I need you to really focus on what I'm saying um, because I can get on Instagram and within two seconds, I have compared my life to random strangers that you'll never meet. I'll never meet. And they're 20 years younger and they're just good at marketing. I mean, like, I'm like, what and is filters. happening right filters. now? I I am a very unique little bird. And I think <laughs> eagles that flock together, we have found each other. But I think the way we are gifted prophetically, uh, comparison for me, because I can look around and see people that are that are real doers and praise God for them. I mean, listen, they make the world go round. But mm-hmm. I am, you've said it before, um, I'm an activator and I am an igniter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm not really the one that gets it done, if you know what I'm saying, you know, but I see it and I declare it. And you're a cheerleader. I am a cheerleader. So comparison, I think, would be one of my one of my dream killers. What about you? And fear, for sure. Yeah, I think all of us can relate to the fear component. I, honestly, expectations. Oh. Uh, listen, my my greatest moment was at an event, and Megan and Chad invited. You know, it's my event, right? Yeah. It's under our umbrella, but I had enough people just that loved me and Leslie enough to just said, Hey, would you just go through this and receive this for you? Mm. And on that event, Hey, I, I identified and laid it down, but I've noticed that I have to face that giant a lot about expectations. Mm-hmm. And one thing a counselor said to me, Miss Linda, I love her. We're going to have her on. Yes. She said, little Mark, little Mark knew that he wasn't pleasing to his father. So little Mark has high expectations on himself. Therefore, puts high expectations on others. Wow. It's a constantly monitoring, and it drains my battery yep. when I do it to myself or do it to others. And I, I think we need to encourage you to just start looking at what's killing your passion. Yes. You do have a vision, and... You do have a dream. We all have dreams. They can be big, small. It doesn't have to change the world. But if it changes you, it changes the world. That's right. So I don't want to minimize it. But I think we need to identify what's attacking us. Yeah. I think, Shauna, that we, we identify those things. Once we identify them, we become violent. I love that you them. brought it back. The Bible says yep. the violent will take this by force. Yes. Let me tell you where we get that in scripture. God is the most violent person I've ever met. And I'm not talking Ooh. about the Old Testament. Here's what I want to say. Yes. Is perfect love cast out fear. Let me say it in Mark edition. I'm going to write a Bible someday. <laughs> when love shows up, fear squills like a little beep. Yes. Because it's violent. Love grabs a hold of fear and kicks it out of the bar. It kicks it out of the sanctuary. It is violent. It ain't asking questions. Perfect love. Sometimes we are like, man, they're just so loving. I know people are like that. Yeah. 
But you need to understand when we release love, we we change an atmosphere and we become disruptors. One hundred percent, absolutely. Of the atmosphere of yes. the enemy. Yes. So, yes. and we we also need to get around some people that are filling us up. Let me give you yep. a word right now. This is a prophetic word for a lot of people. It's for all of us, really. You're never ever going to be to fulfill a dream if you don't get behind someone else and help them fulfill a dream. Maybe some of your dreams this year ain't about you. They're about helping someone else. And when you do that, God promotes you in his kingdom. It seems so backwards. Listen to how Jesus says it. You want to gain your life? You want to join my club? You want to be in my motorcycle tribe? You got to lose your life. Yep. You want to gain your life? You got to lose it. Oh, seriously. You, you want to be a part of the club? You want to be a part of a Christian, a follower, not a fan? Pick up your cross. You cannot yeah. carry a cross while carrying all your crap. That's good. You and can't. to your point. Yeah. We got to remove some stuff. Totally. So this gets it's me so, so jazzed. It's so good. And you know, the thing about you and the, and the ministry that God's given you the whole time you've been talking uh, on our previous podcast, if you didn't listen, go back and listen where we talked about vision because you brought up a great point. We talked about King David mm. and how David encouraged himself. But you, you, we talked about um, the trophies, right? When he mm. had the victories and, and how important that is. And that's part of your fuel is reminding yourself of what the Lord has done. Stir yourself back up. But when we get violent over the things, and I feel like even today, I'm going to celebrate me. Come on. I took the thing that tried to take me out. If I had continued down the road with alcohol, it would have taken me out. And it sure, I mean, how, what a stumbling block to be a, a preacher, teacher, and, you know, have a major drinking problem. And there's no condemnation. If you're out there, let me tell you what, this is why I'm exposing it because your freedom is never just for you. And I love mm. the ministry that, that Mark and Leslie have and they champion because it's like we take those trophies. I'm taking that tequila bottle and you say, see what the thing that the enemy had planned? Well, today I say no. I, I say I, I will use it and say no, but for the glory of God. And so I just want to clear this up so because people get in their minds like, gosh, she was a falling down drunk. No, no she wasn't. Yeah. No, she, I've never seen her drunk in my life. Yeah. And I, I don't know if her husband had. No, she knew when she had two drinks or one drink that was two, and she started identifying, I've got an inappropriate relationship with this. What does it do for you? Exactly. How's it going to help you? Exactly. And I knew it was a door. I've become sensitive enough. And when you start your walk with the Lord, look, and you know, when I first started, I just needed to clean up my little potty mouth. You know, oh, I mean, the I'm Lord, still working on and, it, and it's, we're, we're like an onion. The Lord is so sweet to like, take it off layer by layer. Sometimes he will go faster than others. But the point is, I knew this is an open door. What I was doing was not in any way a problem for other people, but it doesn't matter. I couldn't compare myself. It w if it was an open door for me, if it was doing something in me, I had to shut that door. But it, it's given me an empathy, Mark, because mm -hmm. before then, I was pretty, I didn't mean to be judgmental, but I just was, you know, I'd never had the struggle with alcohol I up and I was judgy. Yeah. Well, guess what? I'm not judgy anymore. 
I understand it goes back to we if when if we don't allow the Lord to heal those places in our heart, mm-hmm. we will do and we will reach for things that comfort our inner child. So that's a different you know thing. But go back to go back to um, passion and how do we how do we keep it stirred up? I, well, I think I think we're talking about really good things because when I hear you, part of how you get your passion is you. You hear Shauna, she's been very transparent and vulnerable. There's no shame. Leslie and I didn't look at her and go, dude, you can't be a part of our ministry. I'm like, no. Because I could have been a little bit of a, I mean, looking back, we didn't have the relationship we do now. And you never said you're going to be a liability. No, I I just, you know, my deal, everyone's a liability. (laughs) God got the greatest liability to come be the founder of Elevate Him. That's why I I, I refuse. I'm not going to judge you. Right. I got my own stuff. Yeah. And well, I, I do. Passion is a very interesting thing. And if it's all about this emotion yeah, good. or a mental mindset, which I, I do think we do have to get a mental mindset. We have to monitor, regulate, and yes. manage, and steward our emotions. I, good. My emotions can be spent really quick. Leslie is so, she's got such good boundaries. She'll say, hey, babe. You're about to burn yourself out. I'm like, no, I'm right. on top of the world. Then nine o'clock hits and I'm like, Leslie, yeah. I don't want to go to work tomorrow. <laughs> I don't want to be around people. I literally cut off everybody. At last two weeks of December, I just like threw my phone away boop, and I went down in my cave. Like I, I just, but it wasn't out of wisdom. Right. It was because I had not stewarded my passion. I was out of gas. Yes. And how many of you understand it's bad when you're swimming a canal and you run out of gas in the middle and you got nobody to save you. Exactly. Well, Jesus is always there. But I want to talk about this thing that I I don't think, uh, number one, the devil doesn't have any authority that God hasn't already known. (laughs) Mm. And when we partner with him, Death happens. When I say when you partner with the enemy, when you partner with lies, our whole ministry is built on the lie and exchange. When you partner with a lie, it brings death. Yeah. squats in you. Lies are passion killers. So start identifying those. I also want you to know that I think it's important that we leave this out. Jesus invites us to come suffer with him. Yes. And there's a lot to suffer. I'm not saying that, listen, if you're out there, a lot of people shared words with me that they have a word, a dream. Health was one of the big ones. Yeah. And listen, I'm not going to be Eeyore. I'm going to tell you, we're praying healing and life and blessing over you. No, but I have gone through times in my life where I had to suffer for Jesus and I didn't understand what it was. There was times in my life where I was persecuted. My family, when I got saved, my cousin Jeff was the only one who got saved. The ragtag, craziest one out of the family, God goes and gets him. Why? Because he loves taking the worst and glorifying himself in it. And that's what he did for Jeff. Then he took the second worst in the family, which was me, right? He just going down the line. But when we came to Christ, my dad rejected me and wouldn't even talk to me. My brother, who's the closest thing, looks like a twin to me, would make fun of me. My sister and mom came really quick, and I had them, but we were made fun of for years. Like, you just need that. You need a crutch. I was like, dude, yeah, I'm sick. I do need a crutch. Why are you saying that in a negative way? Well, I don't have that pride. Yeah. So it may be that you're being persecuted right now and your passion's waning because you're the first born among your family. 
and people think you're crazy. Maybe you're on a faith journey that you believe that everyone's supposed to be healed and everyone around you is like, man, you can't believe like that. I don't want to shut that down. Right. I want to feel that. I may need you. Yes. But I would say this, we're all going to be persecuted in different ways. You go into the workplace and not in the Christian little bubble that, you know, I've got a friend that's friends. Your husband's one of them, a bunch of them. They're out in the world that, you know, they don't go to a club. I love what Chad said one time. Hey, listen, I, you know, I'm in sales. I, I'm not going to baby dolls afterwards. Right. My dad built it, by the way. Yeah. Um, but he, he, he drew the line. We're like, oh, come on, man. Don't be a killer. Yeah. Come on, brother. Yeah. You, you ain't going to do anything. We're just compromise, compromise. And he was like, no, no way. So we're all going to get persecuted in some way. We're yes. going to suffer for Jesus, whether that's physically, mentally, uh, spiritually, emotionally. But I want to tell you, it's part of what hews out the cup and takes a Dixie cup and turns it into a gallon. Yes. When you suffer for Christ, I'm not talking self-sabotage suffering. I'm talking when you choose to say yes to the invitation to Jesus to suffer in whatever area it is, and you trust him in that portion, he takes your little Dixie cup and turns it into a gallon, to a 50-gallon of fuel and passion for the vision that he's called you to. So I think so we've nailed That's so good. all of this that I didn't even know was in us. Yes. And it's just fun. So Sean, I'm going to give you last words. Okay. I, I have a few, a couple things I've been thinking. This kind of shifted and I'm totally taking it. Bill Johnson, I will give credit where credit is due, but Love he it. helped me see something, what we're talking about. Um, there is suffering. Mm. It, it's just part of the deal. But he, and I may butcher it just a little bit, but he said, if you'll look at it as the offering, a sacrifice of praise. And so religion would have said, while I was doing my, you know, going through my health, my, my healing, I call it my healing journey. Um, you know, that the Lord put that on me, um, you know, or to, to, I won't even thank him. I'm not saying I'm thanking him for the thing. That was never his plan. Sickness, disease, that was never his deal. But I will offer, I will offer a sacrifice of praise. I'm going to praise you in the middle of this situation, in the middle of this grief, in the middle of this pain. Because I know you're still good and I know that you are going to use it and I trust the plans and I begin to declare what the word says over me, knowing that when we do see him in eternity face to face, we're never going to get this opportunity again. You have an opportunity to today to praise him for something that's not going to exist in heaven. This is a short period of time. And don't you feel like time is accelerating? For sure. Yes. And so whatever, sure. you know, whether it's fatigue or financial or grief, mm. say, Lord, I'm just going to praise you anyway. I'm going to praise you in spite of it. And I'm going to trust every one of your promises. Um, and then I want to tell a quick little story okay. um, that has marked me. A, a really good friend of my mother in loves. Um, she worked in hospice. And she actually um, was the hospice nurse mm. of one of her dear friends when they were young. This this woman was young and had young children, but it was in her very, very final um, hours, really days of her life. And she, this mom was kind of going in and out of consciousness. But at one point, it gives me chills to think about it. 
uh, she kind of came to and had had a vision of heaven. Mm. And she said, why did I ever worry? Wow. And when I heard that, it marked me. Because I don't want to get there and think about how much time I wasted worrying. So fear is actually a really small but big enemy Mm. that we should not take lightly. We should not think that we're good moms because we're so afraid for our kids and we're so worried for our kids. That does not make you a good mom. Mm. That actually is a sin because the Lord says over (laughs) and over and over, do not fear. And so I I would say today as a final word, I want you to draw your sword. Mm. And I want, when I do cross over, I don't even believe in death. I just believe we cross over. I want one of my biggest trophies to be that I slayed the giant and the dragon of fear. And I want to be fearless all the days of my life. God, I love it. I love it. If that don't pump you up, I don't know what will. (laughs) You heard it on the unbridled life. I'm going to ask you again, subscribe, go to YouTube, go to podcasts, like help us push this forward because it's a vision. It's a passion and discipline and a risk for me, our ministry. And we want to reach people and encourage them. If you like that, the way that you can express that is send us anything that you want to on podcast at elevatehim.com. But if you're liking that, sharing that, moving that on, help us get all the way there where we're trying to go. Shauna, thanks for coming on. I what love a it. Cool topic. And we got more coming. Thanks so much for listening to the Unbridled Live podcast. We know your time is valuable, and we hope we bring real and relevant content that helps you live that unbridled life. If you want to help us spread the message, you can rate or review the podcast on whatever platform you like to listen to us and share it with a friend or two. If you want to know more about who we are and what we're doing, head on over to theunbridledlifepodcast.com and learn more.